Hey, I'm Kid Adams. And I'm old mate Nate. And you're listening to The Late Show on IPL Radio. And now we're back on the late show with Kit Adams and old mate Nate. We've got a special guest, Sammy Constantine, joining us via Zoom. Um, how you doing, Sammy? I'm good. How are you guys going? I'm happy to be here. Yeah, great. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing all right. Um, so this is an interview that uh, Nate has managed to line up for us because you two have connected through social media. So, um, Nate, how did you know Sammy? I have been following Sammy for quite some time now, isn't it? Um, I yeah, think it, I, was, I, was, I was with you, like, following you when you released stuff like Small. Maybe we should let Sammy tell the people a little bit about the start of her career and yeah. Small that you've just mentioned. Um, give us a little bit of your background, Sammy. Gosh, I thought I'd buried Small because that was my um, <laughs> first EP. That was, like, back in 2015. So in my mind, it doesn't exist. But, um, you know, we do have people like Nate that have been listening since that time so you know it, it's a part of the journey and I can't I can't deny that it was part of the journey but it just feels like many a moons totally ago. different project for me many moons ago yeah I feel like an old lady at this point in, in regards to releasing music so yeah I kind of started with a, an EP didn't know what I was doing just kind of threw it out there and hoped for the best um and a few people were like hey you can sing and I was like Love that for me. Maybe I'll keep going. And I did. Beautiful. You can probably um, hear my so, dog in the background. I'm really sorry about that. He's No, nah, you're right. It gives it a real, genuine, authentic feel. It really helps um, people relate. Um, so pre-Small being one of your first EPs, um, what was your inspiration that made you want to become a singer in the first place? Well, this is a pretty crazy story. I'll try and summarise it for you. Probably knows this one, but I it sounds dark, but this is like common knowledge, and I'm really open about like talking about um, you know, the journey and my mental health struggles. But to kind of summarize, basically, uh, I was a dancer and someone's ringing my doorbell. I was a dancer, and then I um actually ended up getting unwell with an eating disorder, and it kind of uh, ended me up in hospital, which basically meant that I had to stop dancing. And eventually I kind of found a new passion, which ended up being writing and music and guitar and all sorts. <laughs> Somebody is ringing my doorbell. Timing. Give me one second. I'm so sorry. No, you're all right. Yeah, right. I was just getting Nate to recap on some of your career while you were just um, answering the doorbell there, Sammy. But um, yeah, sorry. You were just telling us about, um, your inspiration that got you into singing was uh, you were unable to dance and started looking at other options of creativity. Yeah, pretty much. And it just ended up being writing. And then I kind of taught myself how to play guitar. And then it kind of just went from there. I started sort of just really falling in love with writing and I always kept a diary. So it was sort of like, it was kind of already a thing that I did, but I never thought to put, you know, words to melodies and then it just kind of went from there and then like we kind of started this interview with I um put out that EP which was yeah kind of like one of those I'm just gonna write and see what happens but I, I honestly didn't know what I was writing about at the time I ended up like sort of predicting like a lot of my future in a relationship that I was in through my writing which was really interesting right. um yeah but anyway so it's funny how your subconscious knows what's going on before you do but 
anyway, that's a whole nother topic. But yeah, so. And what was the first thing that you sort of released to the public and um, first bit of art you sort of put out there along that sort of line? Other than small? Um, yeah, was there anything sort of before small that sort of really gave you the inspiration that you had some talent and you should run with it? Um, I mean, I did like singing lessons before I like sort of, you know, really got into music and I was in musicals yeah. and it was like, it was kind of around already, but I never thought that it could be like a career or something that I could make money from or something that I would really fall in love with. So I was, you know, I was putting covers out on YouTube and things like that and, you know, testing the waters, but getting a good response. I mean, kind of the internet was different back then, but yeah, right. And is it hard to get discovered? Because I know that we sort of, um, everybody has social media now and everybody has the ability to upload their art form to some platform. Um, but there's obviously a lot more of it now. So even though it's easier to access, do you feel you sort of get lost in a sea of people trying to get recognized? I'm pretty sure Sammy has some lyrics about that. And which song is it? Um, it's probably Wannabe. Um, I know I'm yeah, a drop in the yeah, another girl on the internet hoping. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really hard. It's really saturated. It's funny. It's kind of like, you know, it's 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 50-50, right? Because, you know, back when the Beatles were a thing, it's like the internet didn't exist, right? So, yeah. you know, the only way to get discovered was a more opportunity with, like, live music. And now there's so many opportunities to be discovered but with that comes saturation and just like the amount of people trying to do it. Right. So it's a lot more competition. And although it like, it shouldn't feel like competition because everybody deserves a space and a place. It's just kind of um, hard to, you, you have to kind of keep leveling up even on yourself to be noticed, which can be exhausting, you know? So yeah. that's the struggle, I suppose. And um. So what stage are you at now? Um, like you're obviously releasing singles and stuff, but are you still looking for a manager, looking for an agent and stuff like that? Or is that something that you've um, moved past those steps? Um, I wouldn't say I've moved past it because I think there's like different stages of, you know, like adding people to your team. And I've had teams yeah. before, you know, I've had, and, and, you know, I've had uh, different kinds of kinds of things and you know people come and go and 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 that moment I'm sort of open to anything and and um you know willing to listen but I am completely independent so self-managed independent and you know there's ups and downs obviously the the big up is creative control but the down is um you know you're by yourself and you don't have maybe as much potential financial opportunities uh yeah, a you don't have the big publicity machines behind you pushing your name out there and stuff i suppose that some artists do exactly um, so what was the name of this recent um single name uh swim i believe is that correct correct yes swim so um being a professional singer i'm sure you sing a lot and you have a lot of songs um sort of in your catalog um how hard is it to sort of narrow it down to one that you want to push with and actually make a single out of and give it that sort of extra attention that's hard i think at the moment like it used to just be like whatever was ready first but these days for me it's whatever i'm like connected to the most i think like i write a lot i write you know a lot of songs a week and it's just kind of like the one that like has the most meaning and the one that I think everybody else needs to hear and, you know, like learn something from, or I need to remind myself of the message or something. That's the one I choose. Um, yeah, right. yeah. 
So it's got some um, sort of personal emotional investment for you before you choose to move forward with a single. Totally. And do you ever write a song that sometimes um, people might connect with more than you expect them to or maybe they don't appreciate the message as much as you were hoping they would? Or Does any of your songs ever catch you by surprise in that way? Totally. I think so. I mean, Roses was definitely one that um, that's like a duo. It's kind of a slow ballad that me and my partner put out. Roses kind of like took off way more than I expected because I didn't really – I kind of just put it out with no thought and it ended up being like one of my highest stream songs. But, you know, there's mm-hmm. other songs that I feel haven't quite got their their recognition or the lyrics have kind of gone over people's heads and that's frustrating, but it's just the price of, you know, it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just put your artwork out there and um, sort of just leave yourself vulnerable and you just got to take whatever may come, I suppose. Exactly, exactly. I was going to say, you Obviously, when you were younger, you would not be able to see the success you've had. You must have worked with some pretty amazing people. Is there anyone in particular that stood out to you? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, Oh, my gosh. I've worked with some very cool people. I've had the opportunity to work with Ariana Grande's um, producer, Tommy Brown, um, Warren Campbell, who you need to Google because he's done a lot. I know that name. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, um, far out. I've worked with someone who, uh, I'm, my mind is blanking on his name. I believe it's Rob. He worked with Kylie Minogue on one of her hit singles. Right. Opportunities. Um, but, you know, like everybody is so different and everybody brings like such a different energy to a room. And I think I couldn't pick one because every experience has been so different. Like The one that stands out to me. One that stands out to me as someone who's followed your career is when you were touring all around Australia with Rita Ora for a Phoenix tour. And I was so disappointed because the one time you came to Perth, I wasn't in Perth. I know. That was such a shame. And it's so expensive to tour. So it's like, yeah, I don't know when the next time I'll be in Perth is. But, yeah, that was amazing. That tour was obviously, you know, career-changing and life-changing. Um, it was hard work and it was really uh, last minute, to be honest. Uh, I... How do you come across an opportunity like that? Is that something you applied for yourself or a manager put your name forward for it? Or Yeah, that, that was actually a funny one. I basically, my friend's, no, my mum's friend's cousin or something is was the promoter. And like a year before this, I emailed him. I was like, hey, I exist basically. Like, you know, if you ever have any things let me know and he was like cool cool I'll keep an eye and he did and then a year later my booking agent pitched me for the reader aura um tour slot and basically the promoter recognized my name from that email I sent a year before and he was like oh let's give Sammy a go so yeah it was kind of a bit of a both a bit of a team effort yeah yeah right no that's cool sometimes it's um more about who you know instead of what you know so um so just really quickly to sum uh, sum up tell us a bit about swim and your inspiration behind that, and then we can play that live on air. Sounds good, yeah. Well, I guess Swim at its core for me is a love song, um, which is weird because I don't write many love songs. Um, but it's it's kind of meant to be a little bit more about um, that kind of fight or flight before you really sort of let yourself go into a relationship. Um, I feel like often I'm sort of like the the hurricane versus, the you know, the calm, I'm the storm before the calm, and I think I just wanted to kind of, uh portray that you know it's not all romanticized but you know like there are speed humps but you know when you find that one and that person it's like a breath of fresh air it's like coming out of the water and 
breathing again. And yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted it to feel like. And hopefully I portrayed that well. Uh, but just quickly before you do go, um, where is the best place for people to sort of uh, follow everything that's going on in Sammy Constantine's world? Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, you can pretty much find me anywhere. Um, obviously, following on Spotify is like great because that's where all my music is. But if you want to check out what I'm doing in my day to day, Instagram is probably the best. And it's just Sammy, S-A-M-M-I, um, Constantine, everywhere. Sammy Constantine. Beautiful. Uh, well, yeah, we wish you all the best with your career and we look forward to potentially more interviews with you in the future as you release more singles and potentially albums and um, maybe even want to come and talk about some tour dates with us. So um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you very much for Thank your time. Thank you so Sammy. much, guys. I really appreciate it. Not a problem at all. And now we will go to Sammy's track, Swim. Hey, what's up? This is Sammy Constantine and you're listening to The Late Show with Kit Adams and Old Main Date on IPL Radio. Just swim until the water feels like. 